Like people are there to do business. So when you're connecting with them and when you're sending messages out there, it's fine to tell about your services and everything. But I, I structure it a little bit differently. So I tell people my pickup line. And then I say, you know, the reason I'm reaching out because is because I help coaches, consultants, advisors, you know, all the rest of that. And then I share with them results. And I just say, hey, listen, if, if I was wondering if you wanted to get results like this, because I've specifically targeted them. And if you do, let's jump on a call and see if it's a good fit. I am super excited about this episode because I love LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is the number one platform that I use for my business, my PR agency, Media Maven. And in this episode, you are going to hear from Matthew Clark, who is going to talk about his nine-step process. This is a proven process from start to finish on how he is finding the right person, interacting with the right person to eventually down the road, close them. And what he is doing for himself and for his clients on LinkedIn to build their businesses is insane. So he's going to give us a little look into his nine-step process and break it all down in this episode of Become a Media Maven. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for joining me on Become a Media Maven. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited about being on this. And I'm super excited to have you. Where's the accent from? You don't sound very American. <laughs> no, I'm definitely <laughs> not American. Uh, South Africa, actually. South Africa. Cool. Born and raised? Uh-huh. Born and raised. Yep. Awesome. But I travel a lot. Okay. Very cool. And you use LinkedIn for business, I assume. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the it's the number one strategy that we use to generate leads, to grow our business, connect with people like you, get on podcasts, speak to media. I mean, it's just the best thing ever. Okay, so tell me, tell me what you do, and I guess let's start before before that. What what okay. did you do when you started getting on LinkedIn? Like, what was your introduction to LinkedIn? So, yeah, it was actually quite interesting because I don't come from a digital marketing background. In fact, I don't even come from a marketing background. My background is door-to-door sales, right? And I did um, gas and electric in the UK. And then when I came back to South Africa, we sold telephone systems uh, to businesses. And what started happening was that as I got into this digital marketing uh, you know, I decided I wanted something a little bit different. I didn't want to go door to door and start selling anymore. And I wanted to create this, you know, online business and have this laptop lifestyle that everyone kept talking about, you know, work from anywhere. And it turns out that, you know, you work from everywhere and that's not what you want to be doing when you're on the beach. <laughs> like I want cocktails and beautiful sunshine, not a laptop. And really what happened is that, you know, we went down the path of going and and looking at Facebook and Google and Instagram and and none of them were really working for us. And also I didn't have the skill set for it. So I kind of looked at what was available to me and with the skill set that I had and we started getting on LinkedIn. And that really excited me because I realized that I could go and I could virtually knock doors every single day and just speak directly to my ideal clients. And what actually made this like a real thing for us was in October 2016, 
we decided that we wanted to run an event uh, here in Johannesburg. And we decided that we were going to fill that entire event through LinkedIn instead of going through Facebook, instead of going through the normal channels where you need funnels and all the rest. And we put, we did a lunch and learn. So two days, we had 10 businesses a day and we landed up bringing on, we closed 40% of the people that came through for seven and a half thousand dollars and more. Wow. We did six, yeah, we did $60,000 in two days and we were like, there's something here. And so we started helping people on this because we thought, well, if we're getting this right, we pr there's probably a bunch of other people that need this help as well and want to learn how to do this. And so we started helping people. But the problem then came in was, you know, people aren't copywriters in general, like entrepreneurs, business owners, they're not copywriters. Um, they don't know what to say on social media. They're tech adverse. That's some of the things that we've heard come up. And so we had to create something that was super simple and that people could actually get stuck in and use no matter what skill level, no matter what copywriting or technical ability. And we came up with the Rainmaker system. Um, I think I've answered your question a little bit too far, but I got a bit excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. So tell me, um, that's amazing that you could fill that event. We're going to get into... I guess the kind of people that are on LinkedIn versus other platforms and why that probably yes. um, had an effect on that $60,000 in two days. Um, yeah. In October 2016, before you were um, all in on LinkedIn for LinkedIn, what were you doing? What were you promoting in oh your business gosh. on LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And we actually only went full in on LinkedIn in the last two years, actually. Um, and since then, it's blown up. I mean, we've you know, in the last two years, we've helped over a thousand entrepreneurs in 18 countries grow their businesses using LinkedIn. But before that, I actually started out as a Infusionsoft certified partner. And we were helping people grow their businesses through automation. And I kind of looked at Infusionsoft when I, when I got out of door-to-door -door sales. I was looking for my next thing to do. I sold my business. I was looking for my next thing to do. And I saw one of these, you know, big international speakers, and it was the first time I'd seen one of them, and I was all starry-eyed and everything as well. And I saw them take me through the system, and I looked at this and I was like, oh my gosh, this is something that I could use that I used to have like 20 salespeople do that could do it automatically without the salespeople. Like I'm all in. And same thing, I started using it, started getting some results. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be other people that needed it. So. We started helping our first audience was that we started helping accountants grow their business using automation. And then just naturally through the process of you trying to better yourself and your business, you became this master at LinkedIn. So I want to know how then were you finding the perfect clients and how now do you help people using LinkedIn find their perfect clients on the platform? Because there's a lot of people on LinkedIn. So how do we filter Plenty. down to find the right people that we need to get in front of? Absolutely. I mean, the latest stats are 660 million users, right? And their goal, their vision is to hit 3 billion users by 2025, I think it is. I mean, that's a big jump. So, and it's, you know, there's two new members joining every single second. So when we started, like most entrepreneurs, is that we, our ideal client was someone that could pay us money, <laughs> right? Not very specific. And when you do that, you are, as you know, like it's, it's very difficult to start speaking to them 
specifically because you're trying to talk to everybody at the same time. So we started just laser focusing and started just diving deep into who do we actually want. And we realized that that's the first step to everything. So at the moment, we're working with, we help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. And our big focus, the first step in our process, we've got a nine-step process. The first step is getting laser focused on the ideal client. So, you know, and we use four main criteria in LinkedIn because it's so simple, which is who's the, the, the job title, geographical location, their industry, and their company headcount. So how big is the company? And that's really the place to start. I mean, if you don't know who you're targeting, you can't create a message that's going to move them to buy. You don't know who you're going to be connecting with. It's very difficult to have any direction. And I love that um, you talked about those things because a lot of people think they need, I mean, LinkedIn offers a lot of different things. They offer a premium account. They offer ProFinder. Mm -hmm. But what you just talked about, anybody can have. You can have a free LinkedIn account and you can find a person's job title. You can search by location, industry. Company yes. headcount is a great one because that probably gives you a little insight into their budget, correct? Mm -hmm. 100% because you can't target for budget on LinkedIn and you also can't put in their small enterprise. You know, So you want to start thinking a little bit outside the box and you want to start thinking. And it doesn't matter if you're doing B2C or B2B actually because we've got clients that you know work with HR directors, you know, to help them grow personally in their lives. You know, we work with people who are relationship coaches, so they've got to think outside the box. If they're going on LinkedIn and then we start looking into, well, what are all the factors? So you can't just take one thing isolated. You've got to look at what all the factors are. So, and I'll give you the example of the relationship coach. They've got a $5,000 program that they sell, um, that they take people through a 12 week course. And so initially it was like anyone that's got relationship problems. Now we're thinking a little bit differently. Now we've got to think, well, who can afford to put that money down? What would their job title be? What is their mindset? Who are the people who are going to be coachable and willing to be trained? So you now start thinking not just linear, but really as with all the pieces of the puzzle. Perfect. That sounds good. And then you also teach people, you call them pickup lines, which I like because I've gotten my fair share of terrible ones on LinkedIn. I've gotten pickup lines that read like novels. They are so long. So can yeah. you can you give me some examples? First, tell us what not to do um, and then yep. give us some examples of some good pickup lines. And when do you even throw the pickup line out there? So it's so it's interesting, right? And I, and I'll and I think I need to clarify what the pickup line is and where you use it first, and then how to go into it. But I think you know, first of all, as as women in general, I think you know, you ladies have it a little bit harder than than men. Matt, I mean, you, you have know, no like, idea. If I could show you yeah. some of the garbage <laughs> that is in I've my seen. inbox, oh my god, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, listen, my my fiance is in a in the IT industry as a beautiful woman. And so you can only imagine what goes on there as it's, well. It's a different kind of pickup line than the one we're going to talk about. We can put 100%. it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way different, you know, and it's actually something that if you were that kind of person, you would find it damn appealing, right? A hundred percent. So we, yeah, and it's got to be fun, you know? So what we use the pickup line for is not actually the message that you send to people. What we call the pickup line, other people would call their title, okay? 
uh, or not the title, what is it called? So it's that piece just underneath your name where people generally put in, you know, owner at whatever their company name is or CEO or partner at whatever their company name right, is. Right, like the description of what they do. Lots of people put their job exactly. title. Yeah. 100%, 100%. And what you actually want to do is you want to put in something that people know. So when people look at it, because it's the first thing that comes up, you want to put in something that when people see this, they know how to work with you before they even talk to you. So let me give you my pickup line. I help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high-value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. So now when people see my profile and they connect with me, the kind of questions that I get and the kind of connection messages that people send me is not, hey, Matt, how's it going? You know, can we do this? That Like when coaches, consultants, advisors connect with me, they're like, Matt, can you help me get two to five high-value leads per day without paying for ads? Boom. So easy. It's like you see on some people's, it says account executive. And I'm like, I have no idea what you do <laughs> because like when you read yeah. yours, you know exactly what you do. Okay. So that is what you call a pickup line. I was envisioning something line. different, but that makes perfect sense. So back to the profile, because that's something that people see right away on your profile. What are some other mistakes that you see people making and how can they correct those mistakes and what should they be doing? That first one, the pickup line, is is great advice yes i mean look you can't you have to get your ideal client clearly defined because without that you can't create a pickup line now in your pickup line you want to show people what results they can get and in what time frame and you want to show them that they've got that you've got a system that they can work through now the second thing is on the profile the big mistake that most people make is they talk too much about themselves we call this an egocentric profile so if you look at your profile and you've got a lot of I, we, my, us, you've got a lot of that going on, we call that weeing all over your customers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so what that means is that you're focusing too much on yourself. Whereas what you need to be doing is focusing on your, on your clients, on your potential customers, the people that you want to do business with you. So what we talk about, and we actually go deep into this when we do when we focus on the ideal client, because it's not about just getting those four those four criteria. You want to know who they are as a human being. You know who they are as a person. What are the things? What are their biggest pains and frustrations? What are the fears that drive them? You know, or 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 or, or absolutely freeze them. You know, what are their goals and desires? What are their dreams and aspirations? And then using that, we then go and create a, an about section on the profile that speaks to that. So we're now not talking, these are my skills, this is what I do, this is what my job is, this is what I can help you do or achieve in your business. It's more about if you're someone that is experiencing this and you're going through X, Y, and Z, right? You'll want to listen on a little bit further. After dealing with X amount of entrepreneurs, you know, you would have, I've come to understand that these are the key driving factors that keep people stuck. So I've developed a system to do X, Y, and Z, and you're really telling them how you can help solve their problem as opposed to here's my list of skills and what I do in the business. And then have a call to action on it as well. You want people to take action. So what we say is that like the transformation, you want to go from having an egocentric profile that focuses on you to a client-centric sales page that focuses everything on them and gets them taking action. 
Awesome. Good advice for the about section. That's awesome. Now, I'm sure in your nine-step process, you talk about the profile, correct? Definitely. Step number three. Step number three. Okay, we covered one. Um, I skipped to three. What was two? What did I skip over? We've actually covered all three. So it was Ooh. ideal client. Okay. You know, instead of focusing everyone on everyone, you focus on the one. Okay. Then you go to the pickup line. So the instead of having a, a cheesy, yeah. Instead of having a cheesy pickup line, you want to have something that's irresistible. Okay. And then you do the profile makeover, which takes you from an egocentric profile to a client-centric sales page. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna stop jumping around in my head and with my mouth, and I'm gonna let oh, that's you. Okay. I'm gonna let you keep us on track. This is your nine-step process. <laughs> so where do we but go? Questions. It's nice. You know? Where do we go? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they're they're kind of popping up as we go along. So this is good. I'm glad I'm on cool. the right track because I'm asking the questions in what appears to be the right order yeah. so far. Um, what is number four in your nine-step process? So step number four is all about building your authority and building your credibility. And doing it in such a way that, I mean, you're going to do it in multiple ways, but there's a particular strategy that we use that will really put you in front of your ideal clients and showing them that you have skills that they can use. And typically, this is where we go and endorse people and ask for endorsements. There are a couple other different strategies, but there's also a way to do it that's like not sleazy and, um, you know, where it's kind of like, hey, you don't know me. Why the hell are you talking to me? It's in a way where you become seen as an expert in their industry and in their field, as opposed to you just being an expert. Um, you know, because I always ask the question to people. It's like, when was the last time you asked your doctor how many social media followers they've got? I've never asked my doctor that. Why not? I don't know. I don't really care how many social media followers they have. You just want to know that they can solve your problem, isn't it? Correct. I see where you're going with this, Matt. So now, quick question. If you had a sore back, would you go to your GP for that? No. Who would you go to? You go to a chiropractor or somebody else who focuses solely on the back. Or a physio. Yeah? Correct. Whatever it is. Yeah. So it's not about them, they need to be an, you need to be an expert in their field so that they can know exactly how to work with you and what problems you solve. Because most people just don't even focus on that. Right. I love this step. I love step four, building your authority and credibility, because I feel like this is what my entire business at Media Maven is based around. Like our Definitely. entire focus is putting content out there, not just your content, but other people creating content that focuses on you to build your authority and credibility. So number four, step number four is my jam. And this is something that I make sure to do all day, every day on all of my platforms, but especially LinkedIn. I have at least one post going up a day where I am sharing some kind of industry knowledge or I'm sharing a success story or I'm sharing a link to a podcast that I'm on or a link to a podcast yep. on my own platform. So I love step step four. Step four is my jam. And, you know, uh, you know, so I've also, you know, in the past, what, two years, we've helped over a thousand entrepreneurs grow using LinkedIn. Um, and we've done it 95% organically as well. So mm -hmm. without paid ads. I love and that. So I love, I love what you do. 
Um, you know, I, I looked at your website. I went and stalked you a little bit. I love what you do. <laughs> That's what the internet's for. It's for stalking. Um, yeah. And you can't yeah. build authority and credibility through ads because you're paying to be there and people know that there's no credibility when you pay for an ad. It has to be that organic and that earned stuff. Yes, ads help, but ads alone are not going to get you any kind of authority or credibility. You have to have that organic and earned content for sure. Well, I, look, I kind of look at ads like automation, right? So you can't automate something that you don't already have a working process for, right? Mm -hmm. Ads is the same. How can you run ads if you don't have your organic strategies working? Because the organic strategies teach you about who your ideal client is, what moves them to buy, what they're excited about, engaging with them on a deeper level. And then once you've got all of that up and running and it's generating you lots of money, then you can start running ads because now you know what people want and it gives you bigger reach. And you won't be wasting your money. And you won't be wasting your money, 100%. Makes sense. All right, let's move on to step five. Step five is all about conversations, okay? It's all about building relationships. And this is where we actually show people how to go and find and connect with their ideal clients in under 10 minutes, Ooh. right? Okay. Ooh, we probably don't have time to get into that now, but we are going to link to it. You have a, a video that probably breaks yes. all of this down at thevirtualedge.com. We will link to that in the show notes. But that's probably huge because you have to build a relationship to eventually sell to somebody. So that's probably one yeah. of the most important steps here. Absolutely. And, you know, we also look at marketing not as a way – I think a lot of people get this wrong. You know, they look at marketing because they want more sales and they want more clients. But for us and, and what we help our students realize is that marketing is not about closing sales. Marketing is about opening conversations, right? And we really take everything in as to how can we have more conversations and better quality conversations and build real relationships with people. Because for us, it's not about how many front-end sales we can make. Yeah, the front-end sales are good and everything. For us, it's about how long can we establish and build a relationship for? How long can people stay in our, in, our, in our circle and get results and grow their business and change their lives and bring more people in? Like for me, we focus more on lifetime value than one-off sales. I like that. And I've said in many podcasts past that marketing is not sales. Marketing is step one. Sales is step two. Like one leads the yep. horse to water. The other one makes the horse drink the water. That's how it works. So I love, yep. I love that. And I mean, I think anybody who's active on LinkedIn, they've all gotten those messages. Usually they are from people um, who sell <laughs> SEO services or they create or apps. apps. And they yep. send you three paragraphs, maybe four, sometimes yes. five, in your inbox, and they totally skip the marketing part. And they, they skip, yeah. I think, one through five. I'm sure sales is probably closing the deal is probably step nine. They go straight from zero <laughs> to nine. And, yeah. and it's like, no, 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 I'm going to um, not be connected to you, and this is not going to happen. So yeah. yeah, I love that you say that you have to have conversations to build relationships. And then what comes after that? Well, I think before we even get into that, before we even get into number six, is that the reason that this is so important is because people, and also we've got to talk about the mindset on LinkedIn, like mm -hmm. people are there to do business. Yes. And that probably speaks to what you said earlier, how you were able to do 60,000 in two days. If you got people from yes. Facebook or Instagram, it probably would have been different. 100%. Like people are there to do business. So when you're connecting with them and when you're sending messages out there, it's fine to tell about your services and everything. But I, I structure it a little bit differently. 
So I tell people my pickup line. And then I say, you know, the reason I'm reaching out because, is because I help coaches, consultants, advisors, you know, all the rest of that. And then I share with them results. And I just say, hey, listen, if, if I was wondering if you wanted to get results like this, because I've specifically targeted them. And if you do, let's jump on a call and see if it's a good fit. That's great. You know, so it's, so it's, a, it's a really nice. And then, you know, the worst thing I've got back is, no, thanks, not really interested or no, thanks, we've got it sorted, you know, so you can still keep the relationship as well. And people are like, not look at this idiot over here. Now, how do you work with, because this is a struggle that I have in my business. Yes, I have success stories. I can tell you, you know, about, you know, the great things we do for each and every one of our clients. But that doesn't mean it's going to be exactly like that for you. And some people, they think, oh, well, you did this for this person. So why can't I get the exact same results as this person? How do you navigate Mm. around that? And this is probably more in the sales process. But since we're on the topic, how do you navigate around things like that? So I think there's a couple of things. And one of them is that it, it boils down to number one, who's the ideal client? Okay. It really does boil down to that. And you've actually got to be clinical about who you are saying yes to and who you're saying no to. We take a look at more about how do we disqualify people than qualify them, right? And I think uh, Frank Kern said this. He said, the more, the, more peop- the more you repel the people that you don't want, the more you attract the people that you do want. Okay. So for us, it's about how do we disqualify those people who are not a good fit? And we never just say, well, sorry, loser, you know, um, onto the next one. We always give them something of value. So it's like, okay, look, I just don't think this is going to be a good fit right now, but go and do this in the meantime. So to navigate that, what you said is we call it out in the copy. We just call it out in the copy. And look, you are going to get people that come in that still expect that, you got to ask yourself the question, is that an ideal client that you want? So we're always disqualifying. I'm looking for those red flags. It's like when people come in and they say, yeah, I mean, we've had people had an 800% increase in sales in two months and they were already doing seven figures, right? We've had people 10X their businesses, but if people are coming in and they're saying, yeah, I want the same result and you guys need to do all the work. I'm like, whoa, red flag. That's not going to happen. That's not how this works. Those people put blood, sweat and tears into it. That's why they got those results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find that a lot of times the people who want you to do all the work have the smallest budgets where it's like, no, 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 this doesn't yeah. add, it's, it's just not adding up. Okay. So just to be clear with your business, you are more like a coach or a consultant. You tell people what to do, what buttons to push yes. and they push the buttons in your business. You're not pushing any buttons for them. Correct? Yes. We okay. don't push buttons for people. We, we went down that route and mm-hmm. it's, it's not scalable. People don't get the best results. Where we see that people get the best results, like the absolute best, is when we do like a done with you. Exactly. See, Agree. Yeah. Our business model is all about how do we empower people to grow, not just beyond, you know, not just to a level, but there and beyond, and teach them the systems and the structures that they can carry out in any aspect of their business. And we found this as well. When people have done stuff for us, we go in and, you know, we pay them money, they do stuff and then things don't work out. You know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they work out for a longer time or a shorter time, but it's like once it's done and that relationship ends, you've actually got no idea what they've done or how they've done it. So you know better off than when you began. Like, what's the point of that? Like you must learn how to do everything along the way as well. And then you can duplicate it. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Love that. Okay, let's move on to step six. Step six. After conversations Contents. to build relationships. I'm sorry, what did you say step six was? 
Content. 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 Ooh, this is my favorite after four. <laughs> yes, I thought you might like this one. <laughs> and so this is really about creating content that focuses on the thing, you know, that, that focuses not on, because lots of people are out there creating blogs and articles and posts and shooting videos and all the rest, but they've got a very broad, they've got very broad topics and broad things that they're talking about. This is about creating content that instead of, you know, focusing on everything, you focus on the things that your ideal clients care about the most. And this comes back to number one. If we haven't done the homework on this properly, we can't even get to number six. So it's all about solving problems. You know, what problems can you solve? I mean, we did a post in, when was it? November 2017. And, and it was all organic, didn't pay for it. So I posted into a very particular group that had my ideal clients. I gave them a whole bunch of value. I had over 245 comments and we generated $70,000 in a week. But it was just from helping people and solving problems and putting out content that they care about. Mm-hmm. You know, and- so you can get those those that happening what kind of content are we talking a variety of videos of text of audio talk about the kind of content that you're putting out there yeah perfect so particularly on linkedin i mean there's article uh, there's let's start with the posts right and in the posts there are videos so no more than 10 minutes there are there's written there's images there's written and images okay um, so that's what you, you need to be. And you need to be doing a combination of all of that because, you know, the algorithm on LinkedIn looks for a combination. They don't just want one. They want all of it. Right. Um, and then we do articles. Right. So articles and, you know, post you've got, I think it's 12. I can't remember the exact numbers. I think it's 2000, 2000 characters somewhere around there or, or 12,000 characters. I can't remember the exact number of hand now. Um, I think it's 2000. Um, and then the articles are 12,000 words. You can pretty much write like a full length article. But what we see uh, in the articles typically, and if you're talking in terms of reach, is what we've seen is that the posts get four times more views as what the articles do. So if you are writing an article, if you are writing a long piece of content, it's absolutely fine. You've just got to share it as a post onto your profile and you'll get four times as many, uh, four times as many views. Really? So instead of sharing a link, like a status update, I should copy and paste whatever that link leads to and put it as a LinkedIn post? Yes. <gasps> oh. If you've written a nice long article. Interesting. Because the articles are super valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, sh- I'll show you some numbers. I mean, there's been literally ones where I've had, you know, 600 views of the article and I'm like, this is damn good content. Like, why is it not getting the reach? And then I post it, I do it as a post, and then all of a sudden, within a week, there's like a thousand, there's over, yeah, 20, there's over two and a half thousand views on it. So I'm like, well, that's pretty fantastic. Now I know what to do. And how does this work with duplicate content? So when you're sharing it as a, I mean, you're sharing the link to an article. So you're not really, you're not duplicating the article, you're sharing the link to the article. Okay. So if you had to share, yeah, if you had to share, the only difference is you're sharing your own article versus somebody else's. So what is the actual content? Okay, hold on. Explain this again. When you're yes. writing a post, yes. say, I, say I wrote um, a great blog post and it's on my website and yes. I want to get traffic on LinkedIn. What do I yes. actually put in the post on LinkedIn's platform to not get dinged for having duplicate content? Okay, great question. So what LinkedIn love 
is native content. So I would take that blog post and I would write it as an article on LinkedIn. So don't even put it on my website. You could if you wanted. Uh, it just depends on you, where you're driving your traffic. I mean, if you've got SEO running to your website, that's fantastic. Um, and if that is your strategy, then great. Um, if you want to be getting, if you want to be focusing on LinkedIn, write the article or the blog or whatever, post it up on LinkedIn and then uh, as a LinkedIn article and then share the post. Okay, got it. So you don't necessarily have to, I mean, it's something that I would probably do then after hearing mm -hmm. you say this would be take some of the content that I already have on my website that I think would be great on LinkedIn and maybe yes. just rework it or share a snippet yes. and then say, hey, you want more, go to my website over here and share that link. And so just remember, once again, is that LinkedIn likes native content, which means that if you're posting out, if you're writing a, a post and you're putting your link at the bottom of the post, they're going to penalize you for that. Mm, okay. Right? So you want to write the content on there, and here's a little strategy for you. If you want to send them away from it, you put the link in the comments. Okay, put the link the in first the comments. comments. That's a little trick. I like it. Yes. Because, okay. you know, and we did like a lot of research and I spoke to a bunch of my, my LinkedIn buddies, um, not working at LinkedIn, but, you know, teaching how to do this. And they've seen it and they, they call it LinkedIn jail. Okay. And what actually happens is that if you're sharing content outside of LinkedIn, they're only restricted to your first level connections, right? Whereas if you're putting native content on LinkedIn that people are liking and sharing, they then start sharing it to your second and third tier connections, which means that your posts then go viral and you get more reach. Makes sense. Even if they don't go viral, you get more reach from it. And how often should you be posting in there? You can post every day. You can post once a week. Depends on your strategy. You know. Okay. You see Gary V posts all the time. I know you you um, you're a bit of a fan of Gary V, and you spoke to Brittany about that as well. Um, she used to work for him, right? Right. He, he posts a ton of content. For me, LinkedIn is more about being valuable to people. Right. And I want to give them things that they can resonate with, that they can communicate with. I'd rather do one good post a week that generates a lot of conversation than try and do one a day that generates nothing. Okay. That makes sense. So more quality over quantity. Yes. And if you're getting quality and quantity, even better. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. So moving on, we are almost done. Step seven. Step seven is all about your offer. And it's how do you turn what you're selling from a nice to have to a must have? So how do you stop chasing people and start enrolling them into your business? And this is where sales really comes into play. Yes, this is where sales comes into play. But it's really about, you know, so it's part of it. Because a lot of the people that we deal with, they're, you know, they're really good at what they do in terms of the services that they deliver. Marketing and sales, not so much a strong point. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We could do a whole podcast episode just on step seven about oh, yeah. turning your offer from a nice to have to a must have. Um, again, I will refer people to the virtualedge.com for more on that. Um, Beautiful. And then rounding out, almost done, number eight. Number eight is all about follow up. And because mm -hmm. the money is in the follow up. So you've 100%. got to have a solid follow up process. Yes. And that follow-up process, that's what takes you from scarcity of wondering where your next leads or clients will come from to a place of abundance where you've got a full pipeline and you can actually pick and choose who you want to work with. 
Like we've literally got clients who have fired their bad clients and they've just said to me, the whole business has changed because I fired all my bad clients and I can just go on tomorrow and get more of the people that I want. And so I think the numbers are, you know, 80% of entrepreneurs, 80% of salespeople give up after the first call and 80% of sales are made after the fifth call. Yeah, I 100% believe it. I mean, just in pitching the media, most of what you're going to get is on the follow-up. And then I think of like services that I go after, um, like I just had, I currently had a website built for another business and I was getting three quotes and literally only one of those website companies followed up with me. I ended up going with them. Um, yes. A few different things around my house, like even just getting getting work done around my house. I am shocked at the people yep. who will come out, walk around your house, give you, um, you know, take measurements, give you estimates, and then you never hear from them again. And I'm thinking, now yep. I think as a business owner, you know, years ago I didn't. I was thinking... If this person would have followed up with me once a week for three weeks, they would have sold that deal and, and they would have gotten the business. But because they never followed up with me, um, I either went with somebody else or I just put that project on pause. It's unbelievable mm -hmm. to me how many business owners do not follow up. And it's the it's where they leave the most money on the table. A hundred percent. Because every business owner speaks to other people. And you know, when people say, Oh, I need more leads. You go back and you start looking at their sales process and you, you find this big leaky bucket with all of these holes and you're like, but you're not even closing the leads that you've got. And because you're so focused on getting the next one, you know, you're so focused on the sale, you're not focusing enough on the person and building the relationship. And when you do that, following up doesn't become following up. It becomes just connecting more with people, you know, on a deeper level. And that's when the magic starts happening. That's when you charge high prices, you know, you want to charge 10, 20, 30, 50, $100,000 and more, build the relationships, focus on that. Yeah, that's great. Okay. And then finally, we are at the end. Step nine is? <laughs> One of my favorite places is automate. And this is what takes you from having a, a manual process to an exponential process. This allows you to take your efforts on LinkedIn from, you know, an hour a day down to 20 minutes a day and still generate high value leads every single day. But the reason that it's number nine, and I said it earlier, was because you can't automate something that you don't already have a working and proven process for. So once you've got that done, then you can automate it and it'll take care of all the manual repetitive tasks that you're currently doing. Put that through a system. You can outsource it to technology or to a person if you want. And it'll allow you to actually start dealing with the people and only deal with the people who are interested in what you, in what you have and you, when you can really start building those relationships and taking it further. Okay, I love that. Now with Automate, that can get tricky, right? Like doesn't LinkedIn can. not like some automation yeah. Um, what, what they don't like is they don't like people spamming and mm -hmm. trying to treat it as a Facebook. Mm -hmm. But if you use it responsibly, <laughs> it's like anything. If you use it responsibly, you do it well, and you do it the way it's actually intended for, there's no problem with it. You know, where people are getting shut down is they're trying to do like 100 connections a day. I mean, what are you actually going to achieve with that? That's not focusing on building relationships. That's focusing on, on spamming people, on you know, growing, your, growing your connections, but not actually caring about relationships. And you've got to remember that the intents and purposes of LinkedIn is that they're a professional networking platform. 
Because really, if you go to a live business networking event, who likes those people who just run around handing cards to everybody? They don't care about who you are or what you do. They just give you their card and they're off to the next one. Those people are annoying. (laughs) I've literally been at an event where somebody just walked up to me. He didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. Literally just handed me his card and then like walked to the next person that was standing closest to me and did the same thing. And I'm like, dude, who are you? What are you doing right now? It was very odd. I know. And, And no one likes him. No. And so that's really what, what LinkedIn is, is trying to prevent. It's like you think about it as a, if you're going to a live networking event, you're going to go and connect with a couple of people, build a real good relationship, take it offline, have further conversations, and see what you can do together. Awesome. And that's, that's the intent and purpose. Like treat it as a networking platform and look to build relationships. It's that simple. I love it. So obviously I'm going to link to your seven minute video outlining all of these steps. Um, Appreciate that. A little bit more and in a different way, obviously, um, without so much of Christina Nicholson interjecting. Um, So people (laughs) can get that at the virtual edge. I will also obviously um, link to your LinkedIn page. Awesome. Um, So people can Mm -hmm. connect with you on on LinkedIn as well. Is there anything else you want to add that I should have asked? You know, there's probably a million things. Um, there are. There, it's there a are lot to get things. in one episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are tons of things that we can go through. You know, how people link from the lead generation to sales. There's tons. It's about who do you need to become and how do you need to upskill yourself and level yourself up so that you attract the right people to you. I think that people can switch around the entire way that they're doing things and stop chasing people so much and start attracting the right kind of people by becoming better people themselves. And that's really why we created the system was to show you, yes, how to get more leads, but we deal with a lot of mindsets, a lot of personal development, and people need to focus on themselves as part of, it it makes everything else that you do 10 times better. A little off topic, but that's what we do. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, And we are connected on LinkedIn, so I will see you Uh around there. Um, and, uh, I appreciate it. I learned a lot. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It was really great chatting to you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember you can grab those links to his LinkedIn, to a video that talks about this plan, a quick, short seven minute video. And then I also linked to his website in the show notes. If you haven't already, I would appreciate you tapping that subscribe button, leaving me an honest rating or review. And I will come back again and see you soon on another episode of Become a Media Maven.